Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Take. Garbage. Yeah, that's what he thought. So Jolly joins us at 1230 today. Of course, it is a try day. Hugh and I looking for a movie to watch this week. It's some good ones so far, including uh, an oldie but a goodie. Fletch was just uh, suggested to us. I haven't seen Fletch in quite some time. Yeah, and it doesn't always have to be like old movies. It could be like current movies. Sure. Or movies that are still in the, in the movie theater. Something new that just kind of, kind of came out on streaming. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about going to the movies, but there's one problem. I don't like going to the movies by myself. Man. How come? Because I just feel like I'm a lame. Like, you know, when you go to the movies, it, you're, it's like like a like a date, kind of get to know somebody type deal. But you, you know what I mean? But you watch movies at home alone. Yeah, but it's different because, I, you know, it's your home. But actually, when you go out, you want to share a, a, a bucket of popcorn with somebody and potentially maybe go out to dinner after. So to be fair to you, I, I've never actually gone to the movies by myself. But I, I don't have anything against it. I just have never done it. Because you ain't never done it before. Because you don't feel lame. Like, I would feel like a myself. loser. I don't it's think elite. I, I don't think it's a big deal. It's the like, First of all, I'm not going to the movies to socialize with somebody. I'm going there to watch a movie. Well, so like, I'm not even speaking to the person next to me if I'm there. Well, like, it's just kind of there just, for their presence. You know what I mean? It's just like... It, it, I guess because I'm in that, you know, that 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 rare area where, you know, ain't got a whole lot going on, <laughs> like, you know, in, in that area. So it just feels. Well, it, some of us just don't just care what weird. others think of, of, of you. Now, I some do care. Like, about now it, that you know? I do care about because I just feel like somebody would be like, damn, dog, you couldn't get somebody to come to me. All right. Let me ask you this. <laughs> would you rather and I'm not talking about like a quick bite to eat. Would you rather go to dinner by yourself at a night? Not a like a, again, not a quick food place. Would you mm-hmm. rather go to dinner? Like say but, if say one of the nice little uh, steaks. Yeah, steak places yeah, you, around, you got the one. You, you get what I'm saying. So like a nicer restaurant. Would you rather go to dinner by yourself or the movies by yourself? I'd rather go to the movies by myself than go to a nice restaurant alone. Yeah, I, if between the two, I'd rather go to the to the movies because at least the lights are out. You, yeah, no one's but talking dinner, anyway. Yeah, if you go to dinner by yourself, you're like, boy, this guy's really a loser. <laughs> Like, yeah, like everyone's got to eat, but you just you get takeout or you go to like a fast. See, place. it all depends though. If you're sitting at a, a booth by yourself, then you really look bad. The bar is different. The bar, yeah. If you're sitting at the bar, it's something totally different. Yeah, that that is different. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We opened today with the Darius Slay comments uh, yesterday. Can we hear Slay again? This is Slay with Stephen Nelson on the Corner Sweep podcast. It sounds like Darius Slay. And and Nelson, who's a player for a year, thinks maybe we're a little too hard on athletes around here. Hey, bro, I learned quick. I said, oh, yeah, I got to get out of here. It's not good for my mental health. <laughs> Go ahead. Like, hey, I'm stressed out. I'll, I'll stress you out, boy. I'm stressed out. I'm talking about because I ain't going to lie. These probably the only fans that ever got to me before. That's just, what I'm saying. Just, they, I'm, not, every, I'm not used to that, It's not going to be just somebody new all the time. It's yeah. going to be the same one. Yes. And he go ch- and he go hit yeah. you about 30 times. They're going to sit in the back. Of your the bitch, I know, and they on your ass every but, play. But big dog, he's I, terrible. What the f- is he doing? You gotta hear that every play, even if you make a good play. 
I used to be like, it got to a point where like, and I don't get twisted. I ain't, I'm not no scrub by any means. Okay. But like, yeah, I just hard on myself. Yeah. yeah. So like, it got to a point where like, I'm playing, for I'm playing against the fans type. Yeah. I ain't even yeah. focused. And I have a third down stop. I'm talking to, to the, the fans. I'm, I'm coming outside talking, not even the opposing team. Ain't it? Y'all niggas talking about? Yeah. yeah. Every time. But it's a sad thing for for you to get taken out of your game that quickly. Like I like I can remember everything else that I that I used to do in the huddle. I used to be in the huddle with Hollis looking in the stands at the women in the stands. I remember that. And, and I'd be like, yo, Hollis, you see someone? And he would look at me like, what the hell's wrong with I, I never got like I don't ever recall I know they did because we were bad, like I said, my first year, but I don't I don't ever recall hearing a fan specifically boo me. Like that to the point where it took me out of out of what was going on during the course of the game. Like I I, I don't I don't recall. Well, you could that. Comp- you compartmentalized it. You 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 were able to focus. I, I, obviously, some guys can't do that. And look, it's fine. Stephen Nelson be real super sensitive. I I think that's part of the issue to, here to recall that. Like I, I would think I you know not saying that I'm you know I'm I'm impervious to all this other stuff and you know I got my feelings hurt before, but I don't recall it being to that to that level. Where, you know, I get on a pod. Well, they didn't have podcasts back then, but still, you get where I'm going with this. You get where I'm going. I do get it, and here's what I think. I think we're not too hard on these guys. And, in fact, if, if this question was raised 30 years ago, I may have a, had a different answer. Things have changed. I, I, I view most fans today as very pro-player, very positive, wanting to see the silver lining in things. I don't I don't think it's like, oh, angry all the time. I don't feel that. 215-592-9494. Is Philadelphia too hard on its athletes? I We don't believe so. Obviously, some of these guys do. Terrence in Springfield is up. Hey, Terrence. Huge old Kyle. What's up? What's up? Hey, Terrence. What up, man? What's up, buddy? Man, these players are absolutely soft. Not, not soft. It's S-A-W-F-T, soft. Oh, soft with the A. It's a different way of saying I got you. Like, back in the day, 80s, 90s, before technology, we had these players playing with uh, broken ankles, taping it up. Uh, Now now you get a cold, you get a cold or something, and and you're ready, you're ready to to call off a game. They're getting time management. This day is technology. You know, these players are, are too soft. You got players in the locker room. I think Mark Cuban's whole team, they all got Xboxes. Like, they're soft. Like, give me a break. Like, we complain. They, they complain about everything. They're getting paid millions of dollars to play a kid's game. So, like, for, for Slay to say that, Philadelphia will love you by how you perform on the field that, that, or on the basketball court. That, that's what we love. And if you, know, you and, and when you perform, you are adored. I mean, it's not like it's not halfway either. When you when when players are great here, Terrence, they are loved. They're they're beloved, and you can't call here and give a half ass performance, Darius Slay, to get on there and say that. Man, there, you can't tell me there were other cities that he didn't go to. They they, they didn't talk, talk talk trash to him when he didn't perform. He didn't For the play Detroit, that he is. Yeah, but he, he did, did say he, it's the only fans that ever got to him, which I would think includes road fans. I mean, that's that's and, wild to me. And you, you could attest to this. When you go out there and you give your 100% all, the fans of Philadelphia, aren't we behind you? Yeah. I mean, I, that, there's not a, no doubt in my mind that that's – yeah, definitely. So, so these guys, they're soft. Let me give a little a, little, a phrase like what Tobias said. They're soft like crumble cookies. <laughs> 
It always comes back. Off. Always comes back to the crumble cookie. Terrence, give us a movie we should check out. I don't know if you guys saw this, man, but I feel like this is a pretty good movie. I saw it a couple years ago. Prometheus. Oh, I Prometheus didn't see that was a good movie. You saw Hugh? Yes. Huh? I did see Prometheus. All right. That's, that's one of those ones I can watch again, though. Yeah. I can definitely watch All right, again. we'll check that one out. Terrence Bay, good phone call there. I'm gathering that he was much more of a cultured movie guy than you, Joe. I think this so. This is probably going to be more like people Dude, giving I, you recommendations. So I, I, I had a run. A lot of weird, I watch a lot of weird movies. I think we've already established Oh, yeah, that. we know. And the Tubi stuff. Tubi. <laughs> Tubi. <laughs> I would say before kids, I watched more movies. I just like, now I don't have as much time uh, with my kids being young. And so, I, I yeah, I, I would imagine the last... Eight to ten years, Hugh is wasting way more movies than I have. It's just, it just, I, that's my guess. Um, all right, so we have a tweet here from Darius Slay, Hugh. I'm not sure if he's uh, tuning in or he's obviously hearing from people because that clip of the podcast we played, that's you know out there mm-hmm. on social media. So he's probably hearing from people. This is a uh, a tweet from Slay about an hour ago. Uh, I don't know where all the negativity coming from. I love and I love and appreciate all fans of the sport, especially from the two cities I played in. I will never have nothing negative to say about Detroit or Philly. The only thing negative I could say is both cities get too damn cold for me. Some emojis in there. Love you. So Slay's trying to defuse. Um, yeah, look, I'm sure people are annoyed. I'm not annoyed at Slay. He, I don't. He's serious. Slay can say whatever he wants. I just don't get it. Like I, I don't. I think they, the current athlete, is misreading this compared to the way it used to be. That's the way I view it. I don't understand why he would come out and say that after. I mean, what do you think? People don't watch the podcast. Well, that's my favorite thing. What, what are you reacting to? Well, the, the content you put out there. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of weird. Which you know, hey, if that's how you choose to handle it, that's fine. But when you say stuff like that, it makes people tend to believe that you don't like. The fact that is, you feel like regardless of what you do, it's kind of negative. That's kind of what I, am I wrong for reading it that way? It's confusing, right? You say yes. something and then people react. You can't get mad at the reaction. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's wishy-washy a little bit. Well, it's like he's trying to walk it back a little bit. Yeah. Like he, he said, I have nothing negative to say about Detroit or Philadelphia. But, but he kind of did Well, say he it. also said they're the only fans that have ever gotten to me. He said that. Those are his words. I, I just think. I, I, it flabbergasts me. It really confuses me that these guys think we're hard on them. I, I don't, flummoxed. We're flummoxed. We are flummoxed. 215-592-9494. Gerald in Germantown. What's up, Gerald? Hey, guys. How y'all feeling? Hey, Gerald. What's up? Listen, let me call my uh, my uh, Hollis Thomas and call y'all to a huddle. House, house. Okay. Listen, I, I think the fans can go a little overboard. And in 2024, it's a lot of ways that those fans express that through social media. It's okay to boo, to, to voice your frustration when the game is not going the way you want and your team is not performing. That's okay. That's, you know, that's part of fandom. But it, it, it goes a little too far nowadays, especially with social media, when you can sit behind your phone and type all kinds of vicious things to these players. And then we say, well, they make millions of dollars. That, that makes them less. That don't make them less human. So, Gerald, I agree with you on that, and I do think the social media aspect has, has changed this. It's it's almost like the noise never stops, right? The game ends, right? So those fans go home that maybe were frustrated and booed, but the, but it never ends. And Gerald, I'll, I'll give you a quick personal example. I don't look to see what people say to react to what we say on the show because people on social media tend to be over the top. But like once right. in a while, I'll see something negative someone says at me or about me. 
But I don't make that like all Philadelphia fans. I, I don't believe that. Like, I, I don't believe every single person feels the way that I think that's what these athletes do. They think all these fans are against them. It might just be one or two or a hundred idiots. Now, I don't think he meant that the whole Philadelphia fan base. I don't. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is it's some really mean and nasty people right. out here that call themselves fans. And, and I agree. I, I'm on social media, and I see some of the comments. You, you know, as a player, if you have a bad game, it's all right to say, you know, that he, he, he stunk tonight. Yeah. But these fans go a little beyond that. They, go, they, they started making it personal. And that's not right. And I agree yeah. with you on that. That's not right. But I don't think that's just Philadelphia. I think that's just the fans. That, right? That's fans. That's fans, period. I'm not just saying yeah. just Philadelphia. But at Philadelphia, we we a little we, we like times two with it. <laughs> yeah, like, we we a little special, man. Like we, Well, we I agree on the special, Gerald. I do Gerald, that's that's fair. I, the social media stuff does add a layer to it that, that probably like it just never ends for them. Gerald And give then it, the radio we got a radio station that pops. WIP pop and it's known, you know, we, we like this is a real radio station. It's known throughout the land. And sometimes some of the hosts can take it a little far and create a narrative and make it the topic of the day and have fans calling in on that. And then it gets personal again on that because I'm a listener. Well, so, I will appreciate you listening. I tend to not believe that the any host here makes things personal. If we don't I think got a player's a movie good, for y'all, what, what movie you got, Gerald? It's, I don't think neither one of y'all see it because it's probably before y'all time. Watch The Thief. The Thief? With, with James Kind. It's an old movie. Ooh, that but sounds good. If you good. into gangster movies, if you're into gangster movies, you know that, that gangster talk? The Thief. James Kind. The Thief. Gerald, good phone call there. The, it's 1981. The Thief? No, I've never seen that one. James Kind's heyday back then. Yeah. He's still with us, ain't he? James Kind. No, I've I don't told think he you, is. I've told you guys, I. The these, these are not things that we should be working out in real time over the air. so fast that you hear about, you hear about yeah, someone passing, right. and then a year later you say, Joe, is that person still with us? And I don't know. We do not want to be whatever that news outlet was that had Joe Frazier visiting the, uh, well, the, the library. James Kahn is, is no longer with, it, with yeah, us. Yeah, I think, because I, rem- I, I remember that, because uh, his son, Scott, is uh, he does television now. It's, Scott Kahn? Yeah, Scott Kahn, yeah. No, I just remember because I, I was a big James Conn James fan. James Conn was incredible. Yeah, yeah. We, we lost uh, James Conn 2022. 2022, yeah. yeah. Great actor. All right, Gerald with the thief. I like that one. Okay, let's um, let's talk to Michael, who's up next on WIP. Hey, Michael. Hey, Joe, Hugh. Happy Friday. Happy Hope, Friday. Uh, Happy Friday, well, Michael. Yeah. What's up yeah. today? So I wanted to comment about the the harsh, uh, you know, Philly fans and, and, and whatnot, right? And I think um, I, I want to link – my idea back to, to two things that happened recently, right? So I think instead of the word harsh, right, I would use the word accountable. I think we're accountable to our athletes, right? And I link that back to something that A.J. Brown said when he joined uh, WIP, what, on the uh, 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 was, afternoon show, Yeah, last right? Friday, yep, yep. yep. Right, in that, in his description, there's two things that you pick out from what he said, Right. One of the things that he said was, hey, when you see me on the sideline and I'm emotional, right, you meet, we immediately think that, like, I'm up to something no good, right? But essentially what he's doing is he's holding people accountable, right? So he's emotional, right? He's frustrated on the sideline. He's angered on the sideline, right? Because he's trying to hold people accountable. 
Same with us, right? When we hold people accountable, we express that emotionally through our podcast, through our booing. It's the same thing, right? And also in that uh, uh, interview that was with them, right, he flat out admitted, right, like players weren't executing, right? So when we see that with our eyeballs, right, we, can, we know that, hey, you're not living up to expectations. I'm holding you accountable, and I'm going to boo you, right? Now, I agree with what everyone else says, right? Like, yeah, like, like sometimes that goes too far. Sometimes that's personal. That's not good, right? But, like, it's not just football that we do this with, right? One of my favorite Philly athletes of all time, I love him to death, right? It, I, I want to model my – I wish I played like him, right, is Jimmy Rollins, right? Jimmy Rollins, NL MVP, brought us the World Series. When he goes, you know, we go, right? But guess what? When you don't run the first base, and I know that you can run the first base and make things happen and whatever, I'm going to boo you. You're, you're not holding your play accountable to the best of your ability. And I think that's what's going on here. Yeah, and to, my... to, Michael, I like that. And to go off your point, like when AJ made his point about you see me on the sideline, I'm emotional, here's the reason. Like he's basically asking us to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like I'm not a bad guy. I'm not a bad teammate. I want to win, so you see my emotion. Well, I think yeah. it works the same way the other way. Like way. Yeah. No, no one dislikes these players because no. they're playing bad. We want them to play better. Yes, 100% correct. Yep, and we think exactly they can. Again, they don't boo nobody's. Like we, we do, the 2016 Phillies didn't get booed. The 2015 Sixers didn't get booed. They, we knew they were bad, but when the team's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be good, well, yeah. then the frustration comes out. Michael, give us a movie we should check out. So I like this movie in particular. Uh, it's a suspense thriller. Uh, it's got some big names to it. Uh, it's called Mr. Brooks. It uh, has Kevin Costner in it, right, which I – I, I tend to like what he does. So Kevin Costner's in it. And then obviously, uh, you know, it's always nice to have a leading lady that's a little nice on the eyes. Demi Moore is in it, right? Uh, so good suspense thriller. Uh, two good actors in there, right? And uh, a little eye candy. So Mr. Brooks. Mr. Brooks. You ever see that Came one? Came out in two, 2007. Good stuff, Michael. We appreciate it. I don't think I, I didn't see I Mr. Brooks. I don't think Brooks. I've seen this one either. Kevin Costner and well respected uh, businessman Earl Brooks has a secret. Beneath his family man facade... Works a murderous alter ego named Marshall. Marshall Brooks. I like this addition to a try day as Hugh reads the description of the movie for us. Brooks, he, Marshall Brooks struggles with his addiction to killing, but Marshall enjoys his grisly hobby too much to let go. Finally, Brooks resolves to, to commit to, he resolves to commit one final murder, but a voyeur sees him. Dame Cook witnesses it all. Yeah, that's it. Is that your movie voiceover? Yeah, uh, voice? that was a horrible voiceover. We should get way. you to to lay down a, like a trailer. Yeah, you know what? You know what? It what if we did help. a trailer for each team's season and Hugh voices? It, it does. You know what? It, it doesn't help that I'm blind and I don't have my glasses on. As you see me looking, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm doing my dad used to do. You pull it back so you can see. It. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm doing that. You need this librarian glasses. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it doesn't help that I'm blind. So yeah, I, yeah. I just I. Did you purposely do the voice or did it just come natural? When no, this is how you do it. Like when I read, it's like almost like I'm doing a dramatic read. You remember that? Like in a world yes. filled with <laughs> hatred. In a world yeah. filled with, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that kind of, yeah. All right, movie trailers are next. We're going to get to that. Derek and Paoli. What's up, Derek? How you doing, guys? What's Derek, going on, what's man? up, buddy? You, you know what, though? I, I mean, like when y'all saying Slay, he's calling out the fan base. I feel like Slate clearly said it's always the same guy who's probably a season ticket holder that's back there that he's – you know what I'm saying? And and I feel like the Philly stigma of, like, this is a blue-collar town, them people that sit down there in them $2,000 seats, they ain't nothing blue-collar about them. You know what I'm saying? 
And, and these fans do overstep their boundaries a lot. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not taking what he said, like, personal because I'm not one of those fans. You know what I'm saying? But fans do overstep their boundaries with players, you know, all the time because they don't think that they're human sometimes. Like, they call them out their name and say this and say that. You saw the ball from Buffalo Bills. He was trying to go up in the stands and fight somebody. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, and I totally agree. Sometimes people take it too far. No question about that. But you can't stop people from from saying stuff about you. That's my point. Nah. Like, as long as you don't put your hands on me, you can say what you want to say. Don't put your hands on me. The reason why I don't take those like those podcasts to me personal because like that that's just the that's just the new thing now. All these guys are trying to prepare themselves for life after football and basketball. So it was just like to me, it was like two or three brothers sitting around like having a conversation that could be aired. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but and, but I, but I, but Derek, I look at it like this. Now now we all work these jobs. Now would you sit around like I would never go anywhere on a podcast? Say if I go back to Atlanta. And I'm I'm say I'm at the radio station down in Atlanta, and they ask me about Joe and Kyle, and I say, well, yeah, you know, I really don't like Joe too much, and da, 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 and and there's some repercussion for me saying that. You you get what I'm going where I'm going with this? Because because yeah, what, what he's doing is like because all fans aren't like that, and when you hear like when I hear a player say that, man, like immediately I go into like why why is it that? your focus is what they're saying about you instead of the task at hand. Like, why are you not focusing on football? Why is that the biggest thing that, that's on your mind is the fact that you're getting booed by some dude that's probably three sheets to the wind that comes to the game and sits there every week? Why does that bother well, you so much? I'm not, I'm not going to say that it bothers them that much, but if you sit – like, you can, you can try to block something out, but if it's a constant in your ear and you, you're going to hear it – like I said, I'm not, I'm not taking it personal, mm-hmm. but I do – and, and my overall, I'm a Philly fan. I like the Sixers. I'm more into the Phillies than ever. You know what I mean? I always like the Eagles. And I do think, listening to these callers every day when they call in, like, hurt sucks. And this person sucks. And B's always hurt. You think MB always want to be hurt? You know what I'm saying? No, of like, course MB not. But, but, he like always, but he is no, always hurt. I hear what you're saying. I get where you're coming like, from. Like, like, but. And sometimes you can't control that, though. Like he's of course, of course. 280 pounds, plays a wrecking style of basketball. Like, none of us know how it is to be 7'2", 300 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, to be that coordinated and all that kind of stuff. Like, people here would just be like, he's always hurt and he's this and he's that. That's just like, damn, like, how would you feel if that was you? What? You're giving it your all when you're being criticized because yeah, it would it would stink, but it would stink. But right? get, but you know what? At the same time, Derek, when he last year when he had a great season, you got nine out of ten fans banging the table saying we got to get him the MVPs, got to get the MVPs, better than Jokic. So it goes both ways. Like if you, I mean, you say nine out of ten, I think it's more like five out of no, ten. No, Derek, I disagree because I I I, dis- I when Pete when he's doing people want to ride. Yeah, right, Derek, give us a movie. Give me a movie you got. Uh, you know what? Since you're talking about fans, I'm gonna go back in the day. Robert De Niro, Wesley Snipes, the fan. It's that, a, a Derek. Right that there. is a great movie. That's a, that's a good. That's a right banger. There. It it yeah. it is a weird movie, Derek. It's a good phone call. It, the fan is a weird movie, but it is good. Um, De Niro plays that. I forget what was his name. Jimmy something or I'm trying to remember the guy's name in the movie. Yeah, because uh, Wesley's the baseball player, right? Yeah, and he's basically. It's a spoof on Barry Bonds, right? He got the earring on. He signed with the Giants, the big, the big free agent signing. He's he's supposed to be Barry Bonds. Is that what it is? Yeah, 
Because they're around the same time Bonds went and signed there for the biggest deal. Mm-hmm. And if you see, if you look at Wesley Snipes during the movie, he's got the earring. Remember Bonds used to wear that earring? Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, but they don't call him Bonds. I forget. The, I'm trying to remember the name of, of uh, De Niro's character. That's a, it's a weird movie, but it's a good one. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard. Is Philadelphia too hard on its athletes? It feels to me like some of these guys think that. I, I don't think so. Your movie recommendations on a tri-day Something you think we haven't seen before. And there's a big myth going on around Kyle Schwarber and the leadoff debate. I'm going to debunk it here. I mean, this myth's gone too far. And could we be getting a glimpse of today of the Phillies opening day lineup? We'll let you know about that. 215-592-9494. Midday show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. ESPN bet is now live in Pennsylvania as the official sportsbook bet. A sports book of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. Oh, what a play. Must be 21 plus. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. It is the Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. Coming up one hour from now, our buddy Paul Jolovich. Jolly's going to join the show. Jolly! Jolly took some exception to my uh, thought yesterday. The Eagles should give uh, Jason Kelsey a deadline. Blasphemy. To, uh, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. 1230. Jolly joins the show. Excited to talk to Paul. We haven't... I haven't seen Jolly in a while. Obviously, we have, I don't think we've ever had him on the show. We've seen, you know, he's around here once in a while. We'll see him. But I haven't seen Jolly in a while, let alone uh, have him on the show. He has uh, recently dropped a take on the uh, Darius Slay and, and athletes. So he, so he's up to date here. What's going he's on? He's up to date. Yeah, All right, we're soft. That's that's what I've determined about this city right now. We're you know soft. I, that this one I can't argue with them. Well, the players at least, not yes. maybe not the city itself. All right, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. All right, we'll get to Jolly coming up and. A big potential free agent the Eagles could be reuniting with. We'll get to that as well. But I have to debunk a myth here. So I've heard Howard say this, and I'm, he's not the only one. But you know, part of Howard's whole thing with the idea that you, you got to get Kyle Schroeder out of the leadoff spot is that he clogs the bases. Okay, he clogs the bases. So I guess that yeah, means I think I've heard that one too. Trey Turner can't he's run. Slow. Yeah, yeah and he's all slow. that stuff. They got to run. Around. They're like he's too slow. So we had our research team here, uh, Mike Anzalita. Yes, team. Mike Anzalita dove last year into the number of times that Trey Turner got up with Kyle Schwarber on first or second base. Okay, so the idea like those would be the times potentially that Schwarber could clog the bases. Right, Turner can't stretch a du- you know single into a double because you know it's only one extra base for Schwarber. Any of that kind of stuff. 
and we went through it. And you know how many times of those 16 that the bases were actually clogged, that Turner couldn't take an extra base or couldn't run? Of the 16, so 16 times the entire season, there was a quote-unquote clog the bases kind of thing where Schwerber could have clogged them for Trey Turner. You know how many times, Hugh, out of those 16 times, it actually happened that way? None. Zero. Zero. Z-E-R-O. Z-E- you. I mean, you. I'll take the words from you. Zero. Okay? Uh, here it was what happened on some of those at-bats. Uh, ground ball through the left side. Schwarber took an extra base. Turner uh, out getting greedy. Schwarber took two extra bases. Single. Schwarber could have taken third, but the Phillies were up seven. Uh, Turner could have gotten three on a triple. Schwarber got to third. Okay? Schwarber took the extra base. Soft ground ball. Ground ball landed right in front of the outfielder. No, no. I mean, all these, you go through them and you watch them, and it didn't happen that way. There's a lot of things that are out there with the Schwerber leadoff thing. I think they're mostly silly. Kyle Schwerber should absolutely be the Phillies' leadoff hitter. They win with it. He's their best option. And by the way, today, Hugh, we may have a sneak peek of the the start of the lineup. Do you see today's lineup? Yeah, he's at the top. He is. So today's lineup in Clearwater, Schwerber leading off at DH, Turner batting second at shortstop, Bryce Harper batting third at first base. And in this iteration, we've got Real Muto hitting fourth. I, I'm not sure what uh, Topper's going to do, four, five, six, how he's going to manage all that. But today, Schwarber, Turner, Harper, one, two, three. I believe that's the way it should be. I believe that's the way it will be. But, boy, I saw there was a poll question yesterday the morning show had. It was it was almost split. It was like some people wanted Turner, some people wanted Stott, some people wanted Schwarber. At the leadoff. Yep. But for, for, I've been doing a little research on this, and, and the one thing that, that he does, he puts pressure on, on, on the defense immediately. And when you turn your order over, it's a good chance that you have some guys on base and you have a guy who, who is either hitting a home run or getting walked. Yep. Be, and guys are in position to score. So that's why you have him there. I, and Topper has said this before. It's instant. You said pressure on the opposing pitcher. Yeah, like the instant pit, pressure. The pitcher cannot get into the game and just ease in because you got a guy that could hit a home run like that. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, I know for a lot of people, the the batting average is like one ninety seven. Yes. But that OPS though, man, that that is bananas. It's like eight seventeen. He's life. I think his career is like eight thirty two. And and the idea is to get on base, right? That's how you start the game. And I I. I think it's two years now of evidence. When he's the leadoff hitter, they win. 215-592-9494. So we put that myth. It's it's gone, right? This, this idea that he clogs the bases. No. Baloney. If you hear that, it is baloney. He doesn't clog the bases. It, there's no evidence to this. And the reality is they win when he's the leadoff hitter. He's leading off today down in Clearwater. 215-592-9494. Let's get back to the phone line so you can react to the Schwerber thing. And, of course, your thoughts on if we as a fan base, City of Philadelphia is too hard on the athletes, certainly feels like some of these guys think we are, and we need a good movie recommendation for Tri-Day. Will in the Northeast. Hey, Will. Hey, how y'all doing, gentlemen doing today? Good, Will. What's up? It's a great Friday, man. Beautiful out here, you know, but um, with this uh, supposed to be big place, play, that used to be his name. I don't know who he is now. You know, because you can't take shot at Philly fans because uh, when you sign that contract, that's for anybody that come over here. That's, I'm going to keep it real with it. Any player that decides to sign any type of deal, you know, with Philly, any type of sports with Philly, you got to understand we are a totally different breed of people. And, but one thing I can say, we, we'll tear you down, but guess what? When we love you, 
We love you wherever you go. We the only we the only team. I mean, we the only city that everywhere our team go, you will see Philly fans in the stadium, anywhere worldwide. Well, so, well, well, when we have the the fans of Philly trips, I, I saw that uh, Elliot uh, put a post up that we're having one, obviously for the Brazil game. Like there there will be a ton well, of people in Brazil. Fun. You want to go well, on that one, Hugh? I wouldn't mind going yeah, to Brazil. It's a fun one. Yeah, give me a couple but, days. Um, but I just wanted to say, um, you know, um, I like Slay. But, you know, with this podcast and all these guys, just like we keep saying, you know, y'all guys coming on, you know, spilling beans and saying different things. You know, if, you, if you're going to dish it out, be able to take it. Because Philly fans is going to give it back to you. And whether you like it or not, we're going to give it back even harder. But the thing to stop us from talking, do your job. Play the game. Focus on the game. You know what I'm saying? Start shutting people down again, Slay. I haven't seen you shut anybody down lately, so focus on that. You know what I'm saying? But, but you know, Philly fans, we love our players. We love our teams. We die hard, man. And we go anywhere and through hell and high waters wherever our team is, is going. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, they got to stop talking about our fan base, man. We the toughest, baddest city there is. Everybody want to be like us, and I'm keeping it a thing. Wherever Philly, anybody in Philly also go, they know we're Philadelphia uh, people, man. There's no so, question, uh, Will. There's no question about that. Will, give us a movie we should check out. Um, I got, I got a good one. You know, when Denzel did, you know, a bad character because everybody was used to him doing good characters, Robin Williams, uh, One Hour Photo. You, yeah, that was a pretty good one. That he was, was, a, he was a killer. Serial yeah, killer. that was a di- well. I I saw that one, but it's been uh, been a long time. I think I only saw it once. Well, good phone call. That was a to use a word you like to use. You that movie was different. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and that was a was, different role for him. It was a dark, dark, dark role for him. Really, really dark. And role for him. I can't think of any Robin ever did that were like that. I mean, he's always the he's, he's the comedic uh, uh, relief, lighthearted yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, that was that was a dark one. Yeah, um, and you know, just as Will was t- you know making his point there. It does make me wonder, as time goes on, if these teams have to more and more think about, like, can the guy handle this city? Like, I go back to Harper Machado. Remember we discussed that the other day, that decision? Mm-hmm. Like, they're not that different as players, right? They're both great players. And I'm not saying Machado couldn't handle it. I don't know if he would have handled it quite the way Bryce has. Like, that's got to be part of the way these teams think. Can the guy handle all that comes with playing here? I, I will tell you that during the, during the time that when I was getting drafted, I remember talking to an Atlanta scout and him talking about how I would love the city of Atlanta. So that is something that is taken into consideration. Like, does it mesh, the yes. player and the city? Yes. Yeah. I, I think you have to look at that, man, because this is a tough place to play. And we've seen that. Who is it? Uh... Orlando Scandrew, when he got here, <laughs> he he had a rough one. He was only here for three weeks. Yeah, he had a rough one. And it was one. not it was easy. A, yeah. it, was, it was a rough three weeks. Like, you have to be able to mess with, mess with the city. And you you the one thing that I've learned about Philadelphia when I first got here is that you got to be able to, like, get your chops bust. Like, a lot of times you get your chops bust and people, that's how, that's how they endear themselves to you because they bust your chops, you bust the chops back, and then everything else is cool. So you got to be able to take it. And it's part of this whole thing is part of why I, I think Jalen Hurts will be able to, to rise Miles above back. this. Yeah. yeah, because I I don't think whether he pays attention, I don't think he pays as much attention as the other guys. I think he's he has found a and I don't know this, but it's just my guess. I think he's found a balance. What is he called? Social media rap poison. He doesn't yeah. strike me as someone that's going to 
pay attention to everything everyone is saying about him, especially now off of a down year, I, I think he's able to block the noise out. You, you got to do that. Like you mentioned earlier, the fact that Slay and Steven Nelson are talking about literally verbatim what they were hearing from people in the front row. It Like, why? Why are you paying attention to that stuff? Yeah, that, that to me blows my mind. And I know that, and then on top of that, to come back and say, you have nothing bad to say about anybody. I, what is your definition of saying bad? I, that, that's what I would ask. Because it feels like you do a whole lot of throwing rocks and hiding hands as far as, as uh, you know, when you, you talk about certain things. What I mean by that is, Joe, you would say something negative about somebody, and then you would pretend like you didn't say nothing at all. Yeah. It's called throwing rocks and hiding hands. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. Well, especially when you have something like, you know, a podcast. It lives forever. It's not yeah. just like you said it in passing to one person. And And – the, the disturbing thing, I would say, about Darius Slay and, and some of the things that he does is that he's had on more than one occasion where it just feels like he does not know, he does not read the room. Like, you know, you got to be tactful. And I understand that, you know, you have a podcast you're trying to do and you want to be, you want to draw eyes to your podcast, but there's a better way of going about that than the way that you're doing it. Because I think that, what you're what you're not realizing is that if you want to be in this space, the one thing you have to be is consistent, and you're not that yet, because you'll say one thing one day and then you'll back off of it real quick. So you you have to be consistent, and, and you haven't found that that happy medium for you yet. And the thing that strikes me about you know you talking about consistency or saying the right thing or striking the right note. I mean, he's done this multiple times. A year ago is when he talked about how well his him and the D backs played in the Super Bowl. Like, dude, you lost. Mahomes did what one incompletion the whole second half of the game. Like again, read the room. Jeff's in Philly. What's up, Jeff? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Good, Jeff. What's on your mind today? Um, so I want to talk about uh, Schwarber, and I agree with you, Joe, a hundred percent. I think he should stay off in the leadoff spot. Um, I mean, think about it. How far we made it in the past two years, and it. I don't think we all went cold at the same time in that spot. Not to mention. Kimbrell and Thompson and his decisions. I, I just, I just don't understand why you would want to move him and put Trainer Turner in his place. Like all these guys are swinging for the fences nowadays, anyway. So it's like I don't really see that much of a difference of anybody you'd put in a spot. You know, I don't either. And, and the formulas worked for them, like you mentioned. When they moved him to the leadoff spot, I think it was June second last year. They they played at like a ninety nine win pace the rest of the season. They were a great team. It's it's weird to me that we want to mess with success. Two years in a row, he's been the leadoff hitter for a team, you know, that came this close, Jeff, to winning a World Series, and it's like people just want to change it for some reason. Exactly, and I I could be wrong, but in one game of the playoffs, I I don't know if it was a leadoff home run that he hit immediate like at the beginning of the game, but it just I felt like it just set the tempo like. When you do that to a pitcher, like at the first pitch, first batter, that rattles him for the rest of the game. Oh, I agree with you. I think it was, it may have been this, uh, I think it was his second at bat, maybe of the Arizona game in game one or two last year. Yeah, but it was early. Yeah, it was, yeah, early, early, regardless. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it gets so. it gets every it, it takes especially if it's at home. I mean, the crowd just goes bananas when it happens. You're, Jeff, it's like it's my favorite debate that doesn't seem to ever go away is is who should it lead off? But I, I think it right. should be Schwarber. Jeff, what movie should we check out? All right, so I don't know. I wasn't listening for a whole long, so I don't know if anybody ever saw it. But have you guys ever heard of or seen the drop? The drop. Uh, I haven't. The Who's drop. In it? It's a. Uh, 
It's uh, James Gandolfini and Tom Hardy. I actually think it's uh, James Gandolfini's last movie before he died. It's like oh, wow. James, James Gandolfini owns a bar, and people come by and drop off bookie bet slips and money that okay. they're owed to organized crimes around the area, and it's a fucking... Oh, my bad. Jeez, it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. so, Jeff, it's all right, buddy. They got we, 89 we on the Rotten Tomatoes. It. I might check that one out. Yeah, you know what? Once in a while, when, when someone uh, gets a little too emotional, usually they're angry. That Jeff was just excited and no, got emotional. He's a, yeah, that... like. For him doing what he just did, that might that make me want to check it out. Do you know how excited he was? 94 WIP Uh-oh. breaking news. What we got? Build up Eagles. I've released safety Kevin Byers. Oh, All right. who knew that was? We knew that yeah, was. Yeah, but you know what? But I'm I'm not upset. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Probably just saved a bunch of money doing <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, for 12 or 14 on the cap? Yeah, I think yeah. right about there. I think Elliot laid it out not too long ago, but yeah, I, you know, sorry to startle everybody. Well, a move that we probably anticipated, but I didn't, I guess, expect it to come in today. No, and it was, it's a breaking news. It just happened. Yeah, All right, so Kevin got, Bayard released. Film, they're breaking down that film, getting rid of some. Probably going to be a lot more people. Getting you think they asked him to do the scouting report on himself before they uh, they said, we're, you're out? Probably. <laughs> what were you doing on this play? I don't know. All right, then, hit the door. You know what this one was, the, the Bayard thing here, Hugh? You never hear that. Yeah, I mean, we all know the phrase, too good to be true. Remember yeah. when they made that trade for him and they didn't give up much? And we were excited, right? Because Bayard was a good player years ago with and, the Titans. And they were getting ready to play the Chiefs, and we were yeah. talking about like the, the matchup with him and Kelsey. And Kelsey and Kelsey were talking about on this podcast. Yeah, I always it's, it's probably a good exercise, like in the future, if you if the Eagles or Phillies or Sixers or Flyers get a, a perceived really good player for almost nothing, you have to like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, why did the Titans give him to the Eagles for very little? Buyer beware type situation. And it was obvious that he wasn't the player he used to be when he was with Tennessee. So, considering the money they could save here on the cap, a, a no-brainer, good move by the Eagles. And um, and look, now they could use that money when free agency opens here, uh, moving up in, in, in a couple weeks. 215-592-9490 for Kevin Bayard, released by the Eagles. It's not a surprise. And it's um, it's one, I think, that they had to do. I mean, the cap savings. I think it was it was either twelve or fourteen million. Well, yeah, give him a chance to find it. You know, catch on with somebody else. Sure. You know, I mean, you get 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 cut early. This is probably a blessing in disguise for him. Give him a chance to catch on with another team. Yeah, because if you're, I, I believe the rule is, Hugh, if you're released now, you don't have to wait till free agency. Nah, you, you can, can just, just go. Not, yeah, yeah, good. You know, good for him. I, I, it was a fit that wasn't going to work. It reminded me a little bit of the. Um, Golden Tate trade they made in 2018 mm-hmm. where they tried to add a player who was probably not what he used to be and we thought they were getting a steal and didn't really do much here and then you know he moved on to uh, to a different place after that. Tom is in Abington. Hey Tom. Yo fellas how we doing this show? Hey Friday? Tom. How you doing man? All right that might be the least surprising breaking news I've ever heard on the web. I, I agree it's like wait oh yeah that, that, that was expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, Crybaby Slay is at it again, huh? This is what he does. He says things, and then he gets frustrated when people react to what he says. You know what he said that really irked me? Like, like he took it to a whole new level. He said, even when I have a good play, they boo me. And that's not true. That? It's yeah, I, I did, and it's not tr- that. That's that's to me what's frustrating. Like that's a complete exaggeration. He gets cheered when he makes good plays. Of course he does. Now. I would argue, uh, and I think you have the same stance, Joe, uh, that our fan base has gotten softer, not soft, but softer in the past 30 years. The problem is 
the modern athlete has gotten even more soft than this fan base. Yeah, it's like the soft ratio. It's not It's not equaling out maybe the way it needs to be there. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. It's a ratio? It's a soft I ratio. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, gotcha. and there's two guys in particular that I would love to hear their opinion on this subject. The first being Alec Bohm, because we all remember I bleep and hate this place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, I would love to hear from Trey Turner. I mean – Thanks to John Fritz. I mean, we gave that guy a standing O when he was sucking. So, Tommy, how are we too hard on I our agree. players? I agree. And look, both of those guys, I think it's it's more about them than us. Like, if you just get back to work and figure it out, people will love you. Like, no one dislikes Alec Bohm, right? Like, just because no. he said that, because he bounced back, and he's you know he's a decent player now. And, and obviously, and Trey went man. crazy. Yeah. And he was a man. He took ownership of it. Yes. I, I mean, I, he'll be loved forever for that. So, Slay... Cry baby, you need to take a page out of Alec Bohm's book. Tom, what movie should we check out? All right, you guys both have Netflix? Yes. Okay, so you got to watch the movie called The Menu with Ray Fiennes, and it's got that redheaded actor from the chess, uh, the chess show. It is fantastic. Oh, the woman from Queen's Gambit? Yep. So the, what is it about? What's The Menu about? Uh, well, uh, oddly enough, it's about a restaurant. I figured. And uh, what's on the menu is going to surprise you. Let's put it that way. Okay. I, I, I think I saw the trailer for this. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a little, it's a little, uh, it's fantastic. It's a little dark. Okay. A little dark. I, all right, Tom. I'm in, man. We appreciate it's it. a little the, dark. The menu. We've got a couple dark ones. Yeah. The I, menu. I, I don't mind. I don't mind the dark movies. Uh, by the way, so the Bayard release clears over $13 million. That's of Kelsey's space. money. It very well may be. Yeah. That's a Kelsey's good point. Bread. I mean, that so almost, we're, still, we're still in a good spot. We could pay. We could pay. Uh, we could pay Hassan Reddick. I was about to say Slay, but I meant Hassan Reddick. We already paid Slay. Yeah, we already paid. Slay. Well, I mean, Hugh, to the point of Slay, if they release some of these guys, they'll take a cap hit. So you need cap yeah. room to take a cap hit. Yes, it just gives them more flexibility. And yeah, I think we all saw it last year. Bayard wasn't going to be a starter no, uh, moving forward here. here. How many safeties do we need here? One or two? Three. <laughs> we need three new ones. Oh, you talking about new ones? Yeah, it's okay. like new. I mean, like this offseason. How who many we safeties? Because who who's considered like we got Blankenship, we got Blankenship. and Sidney Brown so Sidney got Brown injured is, in the last is, game. He's little though, right? Well, but he's, he gets also injured. Yeah. Well, he's a safety. Is he, it, would, would would he be? Because I kind of look at him like a slot. Would you think? Can he I play think the he's slot? A, I think he's a safety. Okay. I mean, maybe he like, can play the, the slot too. Okay. Well, you're gonna need okay three because you know he's coming off an injury, so you're probably gonna need. So two you want to import three safeties? Yeah. I want to. I want some competition at that position. Yeah, I, I think you need at least two, right? Yeah, at least two. I would say three. Because Blankenship's the only one right now that's healthy and good to go to start next. Yeah, season. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if Reed would be a starter in my defense if I could upgrade. Like all of these are predicated on upgrades. That's why I say three, Joe, because I probably get two. You know, trying to see because Sydney's a little small and he's hurt. Yeah, well, that too. He's a little small. I I would. By me just, and this is me, just not looking at the roster, just thinking about what I would like to have in my secondary. I want some bigger corners. I want a little bit bigger corners. I, I would probably say maybe 6'1", 6'2", uh, can run, physical, like definitely line, two, line, two more linebackers. Maybe I can play with one of the maybe maybe Nicobe Dean can be a guy that I could actually play with, but I want I want some linebackers, bigger linebackers, and I want some I want some thumpers as safety. 
I want some interchangeable parts. I want some guys that if I have to put them down in the box or if I have to make them, you know, run up the seam or whatever, cover tight end, they can actually do that and be physical about yeah. it. Yeah. The Eagles don't typically pay a lot for safety, but I wonder if this is going to be I need some people that's going to touch some folks. I want some touchers. I want some people that are going to put hands on somebody in the secondary. Illicit hands. You know what I mean? Can we have someone that could tackle too? Tackling no, wait, would be well, nice. Well, you know, well, touching folks and putting hands it on goes together. Kind of goes okay. like that's that's kind of in my mind. That's what I'm thinking. I like how we're setting the bar so low. Can we have someone that can touch someone and tackle? No, but I'm saying I need some touchers. I need some people that's gonna touch somebody, reach out and touch, put hands on some food. I guess there. Kevin Bayard didn't fit that description. No, he did not fit well, that description. Not for the money they had to pay him if he if he stayed around. So Bayard out. Eagles save over 13 million. On the cap. All right, 215-592-9494. Bayard out. I've got a name for you where they should spend it. I, I've got a name of a player I want to play safety for the Eagles next season. We'll hit you with that next. 215-592-9494. And it sounds like, at least uh, according to someone in, in the know, it could be a possibility. We'll hit that next. All your phone calls on the idea that, is this city, is this fan base, are we here too hard on the athletes in town? Darius Slay uh, former Eagle Steven Nelson were on that train the other day on the podcast. I, I think it's all ridiculous. I don't think this town is too hard on its athletes at all. 215-592-9494. Lot to hit. Jolly joins the show. Our buddy Paul Jolovitz joins us at 1230 to debate me on the whole Kelsey deadline thing. It's all coming up. Your phone call. It's the Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Let's talk my friends over at FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players, teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. I really like the FanDuel app. Just visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O and shoot your shot. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP FanDuel. Official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.